2 Samuel chapter 22 and verse 29. If you're there, say amen. The Bible said, And for thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. The Bible said, For by thee I have run through a troop. By my God have I leaped over a wall. Again, I want to reiterate to you that God is not just interested in you getting through things, but God is interested in us getting over things. In verse 31, I like this. As for God, His way is what? His way is perfect. The Word of the Lord is what? It's tried. Hallelujah. He is a buckler to all them that trust in Him. For who is God? Save the Lord. And who is a rock? Save our God. God is my what? And what? I need somebody to bear witness with the Bible tonight. God is my strength and power. And He maketh my way what? Perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon my high places. He teacheth my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. And thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation and the gentleness hath, and, and thy gentleness hath made me great. I won't read it all. I'd really like to, but I won't for sake of time. But I want to look at this psalm as its first pen under the hand of David in 2 Samuel 22. And I want to continue preaching tonight, if the Lord helps for a little while on that thought. You can confide in Christ, all right? Uh, how many of y'all know people will let you down? Oh, yes, sir. I, I, I mean, hey, look around. People will fail you, friend. Uh, the church will fail me, and I will fail the church. We'll all fail the Lord. Can I get a little help tonight? But not one time. I don't give, I don't care who you are or how long you've been in it or who you who you got saved under, where you pastored, or who you used to sing for. We've all failed the Lord, but not one person can ever find a time where he's failed you and he's failed me. And I bless his name. So let's pray tonight and ask God to come by and help us for a little while. Father, we love you. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to be here tonight. God, we thank you. Uh, Lord, for the privilege that it is to stand and preach. Now, Lord, I, I don't need to say or do nothing in myself tonight. I want you to fill me with the Holy Ghost. Lord, give me power and unction to preach what you'd uh, put in my heart. God, help me, Lord, to be a blessing. And God, help your people to go away changed and challenged tonight. Lord, we need you in these last few moments of the race. I believe with all my heart we are not only, God, in the last days, we are in a Laodicean days where... Uh, God, that the, those who are in the church are lukewarm. And Lord, we need you. And God, we need help these, these last few moments. Uh, help us, God, to preach with power and unction. And Lord, make a difference in somebody's life. There'll be one here lost. Say or do something, Lord, to say that they would come, uh, Lord, and be saved before it's everlasting too late. Well, thank you for it. We bless your name. In Jesus' name and for his sake, and all the Lord's people said, Amen and amen. You can be seated tonight. Again, just briefly as really way of review, I want to remind you that it is here that we find in 2 Samuel 22 a psalm. And it is the psalmist David who has begun to pen these great and wonderful words of encouragement. It is a song of praise. Now, that may not seem very significant to you here tonight, but if you were to evaluate and revisit what David has been through up to this moment, it's a miracle he's got anything good to say. Uh, you say, what do you mean? Well, how many of y'all know if you're not careful, uh, you'll walk in the flesh and not in the Spirit, especially when things rise up against you. I don't have a problem walking in the Spirit when everybody's in their seat. I don't have a problem walking in the Spirit and rejoicing uh, when all the bills are paid. I don't have much of a problem if there's a clean bill of health and nobody's talking bad about me. It seems pretty easy to do the right thing when everything's going my way. But how many of y'all know the real 
final test is when everything about life is upside down. And everybody that said they loved you is against you. And everything you thought you had going for you fell apart. And the health went bad. And the bills went negative. And I mean, listen, David's been through it all. But here's what he had learned. You know what we have to learn as Christians? Is all things and all people are temporarily satisfying. I need you to listen to me. I may be a blessing to you tonight, but before it's over, you're going to want to uh, have it out with me at some point. I, I, I may be a blessing to the church, but that's going to come. Trust me. I've preached enough series to know I ain't being a real blessing to some of y'all. Uh, but you know what I've learned? I'm not here for you, and you're not to be here for me. We're to love one another and exhort one another, encourage one another best we can. But at the end of the day, we have to learn to confide in Christ. People come, people go. Good times come, good times go. The valleys come and the valleys go. Money comes, money leaves. Friendships come and friendships leave. And if you're not careful, you'll confide in everything and everybody but Jesus and you will get so discouraged that eventually if you're not careful, it can drive you completely out of serving God if you confide in anything but Him tonight. It's amazing David is rejoicing the way he is considering all he's been through. I ain't going to re-preach it all, but I do want to mention it to you. David has been let down and betrayed by his own brothers. His own circle. He, uh, alive over in 1 Samuel 17, he insults him right before he kills Goliath. He's been betrayed and let down by his own child, Absalom. I don't know how that would feel, but some of y'all have children in here tonight. They have betrayed you. Can I get a little help? I mean, come on, somebody. Crowds down. At least y'all do say amen. I'm trying to preach to you. Uh, it, it's, it hurts. You say, well, I ain't never been there. Well, you better hope to God you never do get there. I don't want to get there, but I know there's a chance. Are you listening? Even if you raise them right, there's still a chance that they can betray. Can you imagine how David must have felt? I mean, you know who's seen him out in the sheep fields playing on the harp and the presence of God overshadowing him. You know who watched all those things? Absalom. He had seen God's favor on his life. And Absalom chose to fulfill his own desires and to try to steal the heart of the people away from his own father, kissing the the hand as they went into town. I'm telling you, it had to have hurt a great deal for his own child to let him down and betray. He's been through some things. His own child, his, his circle, his brother, his companion, his counselor, Ahithophel. Ahithophel. Man, I'm talking about the Bible said this about Ahithophel in Psalm 41 9. He said, Yea, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. David said in Psalm 55 12, For it was not an enemy that reproached me then. I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that didn't magnify himself against me then. I would have hid myself from him, but it was thou, a man mine equal. Look here, my God. Has anybody ever been betrayed, let down? by somebody that was your guide at my acquaintance we took listen we took sweet counsel together and walked into the house of God in company Psalm 55 20 he hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him he hath broken his covenant the words of his mouth were smoother than, smoother than butter but war was in his heart his words were softer than oil yet were they drawn swords I don't know exactly how David must have felt but I've been betrayed and let down and I've been forsaken by men who were guides and who were counselors and who were wise and wisdom givers and it hurts for him. I'm telling you, if you're not careful you'll get to a place where men become so precious to you that when they do fall and they do fail you it will detour you eventually, maybe, from serving God altogether. You can't confide... Now listen to me. I'm not saying don't cherish and thank God. I've got some men I, I really feel like tonight I can confide in. But I don't confide in them more than I do the Lord. Are you listening? Even if they don't betray me, what if they die? You ever thought about that? I mean, listen, you're looking at it. I'm, I'm, I'm 80 years old trapped in a 30-year-old body. My dearest friends are 60 years and up. And we have everything in the world in common. We like the same shoes. And the same clothes. And we, 
We enjoy doing the same things like sitting at a buffet and going to pawn shops. That's what I like. Yes, and reading the farmer's almanac. Amen. I mean, but my friends, I, I love God, and I, you're my, but you know what I mean. They're they fixing to die any moment. How am I going to make it? I got to have something deeper. Are you listening? I know I'm being a little silly, but in reality, it's the truth. There's a day I'm not going to be able to call Brother Mike Norman. I can't get to a place where I depend on what he has to say and his counsel over God's. Because when I do, when he dies, and he is going to die, unless the Lord comes against us all at the same time, and statistically, I may die tonight, but statistically, he's a whole lot closer than I am. I cannot get my back rested on Him and my feet up planted in His mentorship. I have to confide in someone who is never going away. Amen. How many of y'all know there's only one option for that tonight? I know I'm being real practical, but that's what I want to be. Because I've watched so many people lose their minds when they lose people. Well, however that comes. People go off the deep end, don't they? Some of y'all had children go off the deep end. I don't know how that feels, but you do. And there's got to be more to you than this or that. His comrade, Ziba. I'm going to tell you what hurts, friends. It's not just a friend, but a fellow soldier. Y'all remember Mephibosheth, don't you? David made him a place at the table. Had David not put him a place at the table, Ziba would have never been thought about or heard about. Ziba is a descendant, if you will. He's a product of Mephibosheth's ministry. He's a comrade. He's a soldier. I mean, look, we ought to have one another's back. Ain't nothing hurts like watching a fellow soldier turn. That's what Ziba done. He lied to David on Mephibosheth. Talk about a crippled man. It's amazing what people would do. I, I I think about, you know, we're looking at Mephibosheth, all that Ziba's done against him, spoken ill against him. Oh, Brother Jonathan Hughes, it's, it amazes me the things that people have said to that man. Yeah. He pastored for a little while, and I don't know other people at the church, but he's told me there was there were some people in the church threatening to pull him, I'm talking about church members, threatening to drag him out of a wheelchair out in the front yard of the church and beat him to death. Yeah. A crippled man, and these are Christians. Yeah. I, that blows my mind. I can't fathom that. But that's how depraved and how delirious and how wicked people can be. And everybody says, well, that's why I don't go to church. Can I tell you something? There's wicked people in church. There's wicked people out of church. There's wicked Baptists. There's wicked Presbyterians. There's wicked Pentecostals. Look, you can't... That's picking. That's trying to find a reason. Fact is, if we'd all just reach the place, and I'm being longer than I meant to in my introduction, but if we all just reach the place where we confide in Christ and realize I hate it, another one's went plumb crazy. But guess what? At the end of the day, in whom I believe and whom I stand has never changed. And I confide in Christ tonight. He had a challenger, an accuser named Shimei, that betrayed him, lied on him, said that he killed Saul, and he didn't kill Saul. David didn't kill Saul. Saul fell on his own sword. Matter of fact, David wanted to kill Saul. He could have multiple times. But he didn't kill Saul. You ever been lied on? Come on, somebody. You ever been lied on? I mean, that, 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 it gets old, don't it? I've been lied on ever since I started this church. I didn't have a whole lot to say about me beforehand, but now I hear stuff all the time. Brother Cable was telling me the other day about a preacher. I don't. I ain't never met the man that I know of. I don't remember who it was. Has nothing good to say, but don't like me. I ain't never done nothing to that, brother. Telling that. Why do people do that? It's an attack. You do anything for God, then a bunch of devils will lie on you. I know we ain't up in seventh gear racing, jumping hills, and popping willies tonight, but it'll be all right. We might get there. I'm talking about confiding in Christ. I'm talking about I see people all the time. You lose your shout if something hits you wrong. Let something go wrong in your life. Everybody in church will know about it. 
You can't come in and you can't come in and shout and cry and worship the Lord unless everything is rosy in your life. You know the problem? You confide in everything but Christ. Did you know it don't matter how bad of a day you've had, if you're really trusted in Him, you ain't seeing nothing but good. When you come to the house of God and we begin to sing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, sing and make a melody unto ourselves and to the Lord. Listen, there's a lot to be thankful about tonight. I wish the house was full. I don't know where half everybody's at, but you know what is, who is here? The Lord. I'd rather have Him here as you here. I want everybody here. Don't get me wrong. I wish we had a full house every service. And I wish people would communicate. For nine years I've been asking for communication. It's not hard. I wish you'd do it. But guess who talks to me even when you bunch of knuckleheads won't? Come on somebody. I know it's a Wednesday night. We just had Christmas. But we're heading into a new year. And y'all ain't off on a very good start. If you're confined in anything but Jesus. I hope 2024 is full of blessings, but it might not be. It's going to carry us through relying on Him. If you're relying on anything or anybody else outside of Him, you are in trouble. David makes several statements here. We see that David confides in the Lord. And you can too. The word confide is defined like this, and I'm hurrying along. It means to trust. That's simple enough. It means to rely on. With a persuasion of faithfulness. You don't know why we rely on Him the way we do? We're persuaded that He is faithful. Yes. Yes, sir. If I, I said it, I think, last Wednesday. If, you, if there's one person that can tell me a time that God has betrayed you or, or forgot about you or not been faithful and loyal, and if anybody can, I want to I open up a trial. We're going to put you on the stand and you need to testify against God. You ain't going to find one. We will not find one that says God's cut me short. You might not like everything God's allowed in your life, but He did not cut you short. And if you've ever been through some of those times, all you can see looking back is faithfulness. Even when it looked like God had forsaken you, He worked it all out for His good in your life, and He was faithful. Even in the times that we thought he had forgotten, he's been faithful. Well, I'm trying not to re preach it all, but it, it, I feel like it really. But I ain't going to. Number one, we said this you can confide in Christ during the dark times. Verse 29. David said, For thou art my lamp, O Lord, the Lord will lighten my darkness. I'm not going to re preach it all, but just because dark times come does not mean you have to abide in darkness. Alright? You don't have to abide in darkness. We give Scripture for all that. I'm not going to re-preach all that, okay? Number two, we said this. You can confide in Christ during dangerous times. I like this. Verse 30. This is where we spent most of our time last Wednesday. David said this. For by thee I have run through a troop. By my God have I leaped over a wall. You can confide in Christ during dangerous times. That word troop, it means it's defined as a collection of people, a company, a number, a multitude, a body of soldiers. It is applied to an infantry. David said, because of you, Lord, uh, for by thee I've run through a troop. And we looked at that last week. All the different enemies that David overcome and how he got through those things. We went to Ephesians chapter number 6 and we looked at how we're supposed to suit up and how we're going to withstand and stand. And having done all to stand, what do you do? You stand. And how are you going to do that? Ephesians 6, you've got to put on the whole armor of God. We've seen in Colossians 2. Not only, up, my friend, does that whole armor of God allow you to stand and withstand the wiles of the devil and uh, those, those powers and principalities, but in Colossians 2 we found out that God, uh, the Son of God on Calvary, made an open show of those uh, uh, powers and principalities. He's already defeated them on the cross, nailing it to His cross and then we looked at how when you put the armor of God on it's not just a suit it's the Savior y'all remember that helmet of salvation, who's salvation breastplate of righteousness, who is righteousness 
Hello, is anybody here tonight? The sword of the Spirit, and which is the Word of God. Who's the Word of God? Jesus in her feet shall in preparation of the gospel of peace. Who's peace? Who's the gospel? All those things. It's all, when you put on the armor, it's not just you look like a soldier, you look like the Savior. When they see the Savior, they run to Colossians 2 and realize, go back to Calvary, they've already been, He made an open show of them. And so you can make it through dangerous times. Then right here is one I want to really key in on tonight. You can confide in Christ number three in difficult times. Look at verse 30 again. You're going to have to get this. For by thee, David said, by the Lord, I have run through a troop. By my God, here it is, I have leaped, have I leaped over a wall. Can anybody say hallelujah, praise the Lord, amen, smack your neighbor, do something, I mean clap, whistle, give me a thumbs up, something that God has brought you through some things. I know it's Wednesday night and we, I guess we're all still stuffed from Christmas ham and peanut butter fudge, I ain't sure, but God has brought us through some things. But how many of y'all still got some things you need to get over? Now right here is where we're going to camp. I'm, I'm glad to have been brought through some things. But there's some walls in my life. Look here now. Listen. Not just that the enemy has built, but I have built. You build your own walls if you're not careful. And you'll never move forward trying to serve God because of the walls you put up. You know what God wants you to do tonight? And in the days to come, learn how to leap over some things. Can I say David knew what it was for God to get him through things? We've already looked at it. I mean, think about it. You've got to think about his sin. I mean, all's messed up pretty bad. God's brought you through that. But listen, you don't just need to get through those times of your sin. You need to learn how to get over them. You know what I found out, Pastor, nine years now? A lot of times, God, well, not a lot of times, every time, if you confess your sin, He is faithful and just forgive you your sin. But here's where people mess up. They won't forgive themselves. And when you won't forgive yourself, you're constantly running into a wall. David had issues with sin. David is a man after God's own heart. Are you listening to me? There ain't a better man that come out of Israel than the anointed king of David. But he had problems. He messed up. Can you imagine the guilt he must have lived with? Knowing he had a man killed that was innocent. Uriah didn't do nothing to David. Are you listening? I'm not in evangelistic mode tonight. I'm in full-blown pastor mode tonight. It's what happens when you eat too much over the holidays. You just turn it down. I think about Brother Chris. What? How? When he laid down at night, I bet he seen your eyes face. Amen. What about when that little baby died? And he knew that was on him. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a case of, you know, just some certain disease come out of nowhere. And oh no, David was reaping what he sowed. What about Bathsheba who lost a husband? He had to look at her every night and say good night, sweetie, knowing he had wrecked her world. I say David had to learn what it was to get over some walls. I talked a little bit about his brother last week, alive. I want to tell you something. That, that phrase, and I say it a lot around here, sticks and stones will break my bones, words never hurt me is a lie. Words hurt. Are you listening? Some of y'all have said things to me and it hurt me. And I've said things to you and it's hurt you. You said things to your neighbor and it's hurt your neighbor. Your neighbor said things to you and it hurt your boss has said things to you and it just ain't left. You with me? Your mom and daddy got mad and called you a name growing up. You somehow still remember that. Whatever the case may be, there's some walls in our lives that will hinder us from pleasing the Lord and serving the Lord. And we've got to learn how to get over them. And God, if you'll confide in Christ, you can leap over the wall. Now, again, if David hadn't got over what Eliab, his brother, said about him, he'd have never killed Goliath. How many of y'all would say, amen, that there are some giants left to kill? Yes, sir. 
Because God had brought David through the difficulties of having to face and kill a lion and a bear. He was able to uh, come uh, face and come over and, uh, and leap over the wall of what his brother had to say. Because there was an uncircumcised Philistine giant cussing his God. I don't want to sit back and watch the enemy rant and rave. And no, I can't do anything about it because of the walls that I have built up. There's nothing worse than watching the devil have his way in your home and you feel like you can't do a thing about it. You know why people run to the pastor all the time and ask for prayer? It ain't just because they desire more prayer. It's a lot of times they feel like they can't pray. I've learned that. Y'all can say what you want. I'm not saying every situation, but a bunch of them. Oh God, please pray, please pray, because you don't trust your own prayers. Yep. Well, you might as well say amen. Or you just don't feel like you can get it done like I can get it done. Dear God, I ain't the mediator. There is but one God and one mediator between God and men. It's the man, Christ Jesus. You've got as much access as I do, but here's what I have found out. People allow things and situations and problems and guilt and sin or what have you to come into their life and walls go up and it keeps them down. You're going to have to learn how to confide in Christ and leap over the wall. Yes, sir. Things happen. People drop out of the race. And then when they come back, they feel like they can never plug in and serve again like they used to. That's a wall. Some of y'all are going to have to learn to confide in Christ to get through and over some things. I'm afraid a lot of people get so hung up on their life that they miss Goliath. My friend, Listen. Whoever it is that's hurt you, you got to understand something. They're not your enemy tonight. Yeah. They're not your enemy tonight. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, is what the Bible said. That's right. But against principalities and powers right. in which God has made an open show yeah. of Colossians chapter number 2. I'm going to hurry along. We might go back to that. Can I say, fourthly tonight, you can confide in Christ during detoured times. Yeah. Look at 30, verse 31. Times of detour. Verse 31, ask for God His way. If you write in your Bible, underline His way. His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He's buckled all them that trust in Him. For who is God? Save the Lord. The Lord is God is what that's saying. And who is a rock? Save our God. In other words, God is our rock. The Lord is our God and God is our rock. Verse 33, God is my strength. And power, and he maketh right here. Take your pen again. My way. So in verse thirty-one, as for God, His way is perfect. Everybody'd say Amen right there, wouldn't they? Well, let me ask you this: How many would say, "Oh yeah, my way's perfect"? Very few really would say that, but it can be. Do we just read that? God is my strength and power. He maketh whose way perfect. My way. Verse 33, perfect. Can I say this tonight? The only way your way can become perfect is if your way is His way. <laughs> Here's the problem with a lot of people. Well, my life's falling apart. I don't know how I ended up here. I mean, I've never drank. What in the world? It's because you took your own way. But if your way is His way and His way is your way, your way and His way are both a perfect way. Have you ever just found yourself wondering which way? That you need to go. What steps do you take next? Now say so you can confide in Christ during, during times of detour. Detour times. How do we know the way? His word. Amen. Everybody wants to run off on the will of God. 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 Listen to me. Most people wouldn't know the will of God if it slapped them upside the head. Amen. They don't. They, I've learned. They don't know the voice of God. I've had people in this church and they're not here tonight so praise the Lord they won't get embarrassed. But been serving the Lord for a long time. Said this, preacher. I just I don't know. I don't know if it's God speaking or not. Not once, but multiple times. At some point, you, my sheep, hear my voice. Yeah. Are you listening? I begin to worry. Amen. Yep. You know the voice of your shepherd. Yeah. If he's your shepherd. Amen. I mean, listen to me. There's a way and God will show you the way. Look here. Through and by His Word. Two things you need to understand. God's will will never go contrary to God's Word. God's Word will never condemn or go contrary to His will. 
They work together. All throughout the Scripture, God tells us the Word of God will show us the way. And by the way, He is the way. His will never contradicts His Word. We ain't going to read it all, but I'm going to give you some of these verses real quick. Psalm 119.9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? How do you cleanse your way? Detour. I'm talking about times of detour. You know what will detour you quicker than anything? Getting out on the mud. You know what the prodigal son, what he was uh, driving around in? Hog slop. It wasn't a clean way. Can I say this? A lot of people say, well, it's just what God wants. And they're getting dirty. It ain't what God wants. Are you listening? Talking about you can confide in Christ during, during times of detour, detour time. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Psalm 119.11 Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119.101 I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. Psalm 119.105 Thy word is a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. You want to know how to keep them getting detoured? Confide in Christ to the word of God. We still believe that, don't we? I mean, look, I... So, how, how really? How are you going to separate? Everybody I know would say that this that the Bible says what it means. What it means. What it says? Thy word is a lamp in my feet, a light in my path. Right? It goes on to say, "I hide His word in my heart, am I not sin against God? Sin against Thee." All right. If you draw a line between the Word of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, then what you're ultimately saying is Psalm one nineteen. Let's all throw it out. We're just going to trust the Savior. Well, the Savior speaks to us through His Word. Are you listening to me? Well, there's no private there. You can't separate them. This word is what will keep you in the way, the right way, the straight way, the narrow way. It's a narrow way, and the Bible said, and straight is the gate. What is the gate? It's a cross. John 10, Jesus said, I'm the door. He also said, I'm the way, but he's the door. He opened the, he's the gate to whom the porter openeth. It's Calvary. That's the only way in. He's the gate. He's the way. Psalm 119, 133. Order my steps in thy word. Hello. Order my steps in thy word and let not iniquity have dominion over me. Proverbs 4, 14. Enter not into the path of the wicked. There is two ways. (laughs) Enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. Proverbs 4.18 But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Did you know it's God's will for you to get brighter, not dimmer? Y'all listening? You're supposed to get brighter. I pastor people now that I pastored years ago and they're dimmer. Why are you dimmer? You're supposed to be brighter. You know what it tells me? I don't care how many times you come and you're here. You're not walking in the right way. You tell on yourself. I don't have to know the details to know something's wrong. When you get dimmer along the way and not brighter, it tells me you're in a way, but it ain't the right way. Because the right way will make you shine more and more. Proverbs 4.18, Proverbs 4.26. Ponder the path of thy feet. That's what I want you to do tonight. Ponder the path of thy feet. What path are you walking? Uh, this is simple, ain't it? Maybe more like a Sunday school lesson, I guess. Ponder the path of thy feet. And let all thy ways be established. Let all thy ways be established. Proverbs 4.26 Notice verse 33 again in our text. God is my strength and power. He maketh my way perfect. Now notice this. I like verse 34. He maketh my feet like hind's feet. Does anybody know what a hind is in the Bible? It's a deer. It's what it is. Hind's feet. He maketh my way. Uh, he maketh my feet like hind's feet and setteth me upon high places. I begin to contemplate this. Verse 31, the Bible says, As for God, His way is perfect. Verse 33, the Bible says, That God's my strength, He maketh my way perfect. And so I'm glad God's way can become my way. We can confide in Christ during detour times. Now here's where I want to look at in verse 34. May I say, when God's way becomes your way, God will make your feet like hind's feet or like the feet of deer. And set you, come on deer hunters, upon high places. Them things can climb stuff like you would never believe. 
I look at the terrain, brother. Brother Caleb, he he started. He had a little. He had his dog this year. He started trying to help people with wounded deer, tracking them. And a, and a person used to come to church here. An old buddy of mine shot a deer and claimed, you know, he, everybody claims they just smoked it. They never do. But anyways, I mean, I put a good shot on it. Caleb said, "Yeah, about twenty-seven miles into it, he said, Bud, I think his deer's dead. Nonetheless, it was shot with a bow and arrow. It was wounded." It was hurt. And he'll tell you it was still climbing up. You don't know what he said? It's the first thing I thought about when I was reading this, that story. He, the man kept holding on to the fact this deer is going down. He said, man, he can't be far. And they'd go another thousand yards. He can't be far because I know I hurt him. I put him. I know he's wounded too deep. He can't be far. Yeah. Keep going up. Yes, sir. It can't be too much further, man. Finally, Caleb said, Look, bud, this deer is not dead. Hey, man. You know what a deer can do? Unlike any other animal on the planet, it can go through things like nobody else can go. Yep. Yeah, you ever seen a deer run across the road and you hit the horn, it'll run through a barbed wire fence, through a thicket, up, up one side of the barn, down the other. Run through somebody's garage, jump a bale, get hit by a Toyota, jump up and hit, hit my dirt bike, run back down the creek and straight back up the woods. Yeah. Y'all ever seen that? They can go through things like, nope, I shot this God's truth. God's honestly kill me dead in the sink where if I'm lying. I double lunged a deer years ago. Shooting a bow. My only velvet deer I've ever shot. It wasn't a big deer, but it was a velvet deer. I was about 15. I got pictures. I double on that deer. I shot, I mean, I put a good shot on it. And it ran down, it crossed the road, and I'll follow the blood trail and there's blood everywhere. I get down to the river, and I said, oh, no. I lost my deer. Matter of fact, coincidence not, that same boy was with me when I shot that deer. It's God's truth. He said, uh, Scott, that's what he called me, middle name. So what? He said, I see your deer, and he ain't dead. He had crawled up under a rock about me and Caleb looking at us. What moving. We'd fall right down to the water and I thought it just jumped in. I thought, and it's just looking at us. I said, Harry. It's like on a like on a home alone. Harry. I said, what are we gonna do? He said, I don't know. He started stepping back real slow. All of a sudden that deer jumped up, run at him, bucked at him, jumped in the river, blood pouring out of it. Run up in the basement, all the way across the other side of the river. A lot of people. I jump the truck, I go down 904, turn right up 92, come around, go knock on the door, say, look, I've shot a deer, cross the highway, but it's crossed the river, and it's on your, in the bottom of your field down here. Can I go get it? Sure. You sure it's down there? I say, yeah, I watched it swing the river. It's bleeding out. It says, God, I'll die any minute now. Get down there, start looking, can't find it. I step, and I'm not kidding, I'm about to step right on top of it. It jumps straight back up, and all the way back across the river, swing. So God's truth. So Harry said, we're putting the end of this. And I seen him bed down there right where he was at. I go all the way back out, go all the way back to my deer spot, walk down to the river, pull back, shoot the thing straight through the neck. It jumped straight up, jumped back in the river. And starts swimming. And finally, it ran out of life. But it's floating down the river. And I've chased this deer for two and a half days. It's floating down the river. It's cold. It's about 38 degrees. What'd you do? I jumped in. And I swam out and got the deer. I brought it back. Took pictures with it. That's all I got to prove the story. Somebody stole the rat. I had it on the porch right around Halloween time. Somebody stole it. But I got pictures. What are you saying? I'm saying that thing went through things. Went up and over things yeah. like nothing else around it to do. Right. God used a hind for a reason. They're tough. Yes. Yeah. They can withstand. You know what he says? Times of deep pour, a big briar thicket in your life. If you can fight in Christ, you can go through it. Yeah. A high wall. After you've been shot, double lunged, you ought to die any minute. He said, Don't mind, you old 
children. My children's got feet like hinds feet. And they can keep climbing. And they can keep going. Hey, even when it looks, I imagine the devil's been on our trail more times than not one. And he said, surely just any minute now, we're going to find old brother Josh piled up somewhere. Ain't no way he can go much any further. And if there it is, one more mountain up. And he says, my Lord, this thing won't stop. It ain't me tonight, it's he that works in me. The devil may have some power, but God is all power. And greater is he that's in me than you. And he that's in the world, our feet are like hinds feet. We can confide in Christ during dangerous and difficult times. I'm glad you know it tonight. Oh yes. I'm going to tell you something. There's times I get through. Deer hunters know this. You shoot a deer... I blowed the hearts out of them. Completely blowed the hearts out of them. They run 150, 200 yards with no heart. Yeah. You ever, you ever thought about the times that you, you don't even know how you made it to the next point in your life? First, because you got feet like I'm feet. You got something in you. There's a power at work within you that's bigger than you. Deep toward times. Anybody looking at a mountain tonight? You can't climb. If you're not, just buckle up. If I'm looking at a hill tonight, you can't climb. If not, just hold on. Y'all ain't got nothing too big for you that you got to walk up and walk. Oh, just hold on. You know what's amazing? Seems like every time I come to the next high wall, I say the same words. I can't do it. I can't go through this again. But somehow... Amen. When I just confide in Christ. I just keep climbing. I don't know how, sis. But I just keep going. I don't know how I can make... Now, you want to talk about getting over some things? When you got feet like hinds feet, you can get over some things. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. I've seen dogs run deer. It wasn't supposed to be run. Coon dogs run deer. And them dogs get to where literally, Brother Brian, time it's time they've ran around all they they're dragging. Their tongues are dragging the ground. And they can't hardly take another step. And that deer's still running somewhere. Talk about not just getting through things. That's a helicopter. Not just getting through things. You know. How many here tonight? You're still looking at that mountain that you don't think you can climb, and guess what? You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But if you can find in Christ, not only will He carry you through the detour, but He'll carry you over the detour. Yeah. <laughs> you know we always hate to climb, but ain't nothing like being on top of the mountain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to move along, and I just, I, I'm enjoying my own preaching out here. I can't hardly stand to hike a big old mountain with all my gear and clothes. You get sweaty time you get there, and then when you sit down, you get cold again. You know how it is. But you can't beat a sunrise on top of the mountain. Right. You can't beat a sunset on top of the mountain. You can't beat the view from on top of the mountain. Are you listening to me? It ain't so fun getting there, but once you're there, some of y'all said, I can't get there. You're right on your own, but you can if you'll confide in Jesus Christ. He'll give you feet like hinds feet and carry you through deep toward times and difficult times and dark times and dangerous times. I'm trying to tell you tonight, you can confide in Christ. How many of y'all know once you get to the mountain, what's the next, what's the next phase of life? You start going back down. Look at verse 32. Descending times. Descending times. I'm hurrying along. Bible said in verse 32, for who is our, who is God? Save the Lord. Who is a what? Rock. Save our God. You know where the rock is, don't you? It's at the bottom. Yeah. You know what the foundation is, don't you? It's rock. It's the bottom. Yeah. Who is our God? Save the rock. It's very simple. But enjoy that mountaintop experience. It was hard getting there, but then when you start heading back down, you're in descending time. Don't get discouraged. Guess who you're going to run into down there? Oh, Peg McCain. I didn't plan this. It's just the way it went. She just passed away. She's in heaven. 
She'd kick them shoes off. I met her years ago, Holy Ghost woman. And she'd wave that hanky, and here's one of her favorite, their most popular songs. For the God on the mountain, He's still God in the valley. Things go wrong. Oh, He'll make them right. And the God of the good times, He's still God in the bad times. The God of the day, He's still God in the night. You know what you know a little something about? Rock. Yeah. I am. Somebody, how many of y'all said this? I'm just lower than I've ever been. Sure, can I say once you go as low as you can go, you know what you hit? Yeah. You go out here and dig. You eventually gonna stop. You know what you're gonna stop on? Rocks. Why don't we dig out trenches to build a house and fill them full of concrete? Give the rock a firm foundation. When you go as low as you can go, child of God, know this, the lowest you can go is to Him. Amen. He is the rock. How many of y'all know the story? The wise men, the foolish men, they built identical houses. One was on the rock. The other was on sinking sand. The waves come, the wind blew, and the one that was on sand blew away. But the one that was on the rock, it stood and withstood. Listen, having done all the same, stand therefore. How can we do it in descending times? Because Christ is our firm foundation. Amen. I begin to think about all the times I've seen people get all the way down low as they can go. Yeah. And I myself wonder, are they going to make it? And all of a sudden, a little breeze blows. You know who you see coming back up? Yeah, I've seen some of y'all get low. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Some of you low right now. Yeah. I've watched somebody lose your smile. But you're smiling again. Yes, sir. You might not feel 100%, but you're on the way up. It's amazing, but as a child of God, you never just keep descending. You eventually hit rock bottom, and that's where He is. And when you hit the foundation, what do you do on the foundation? You build. Here you come right back. Oh, man, they're done. Six months later, it's going to blow out. Here you come. On Christ's side, rock I stand, no other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. I don't remember the verses right saying. I'm trying to tell you tonight, descending times, you can confide in Christ. Right. Yeah. Detour times. Trying to get through things, over things, you can confide in Christ. Dangerous times, you can run through a troop. Dark times, He is the light. Yep. Are you with me? Times of doubt, He's the answer. Times of fear, He is faith. Times of discouragement, He is joy and peace. Times of loss, He is great gain. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Whatever you can find, I can bless you in Him. Whatever the devil brings up, I can I can go one step above Him. In Him. The same times. Y'all ever thought about that lily of the valley? Why do you reckon God said He's a lily of the valley? It's a sweet fragrance. When you get so low, you don't feel like you can go another step. Bible says this about being him being a rock, and I'll be done in a minute. Psalm 18, 2. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom will I I will trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation, my high tower. Psalm 62, 2. He only is my rock, my salvation, he is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Psalm 62, 7. In God is my salvation, my glory, the rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. Psalm 95, 1. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord, let us make a joyful noise. To the rock of our salvation. Isaiah 28, 16. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation of stone, a tried stone, a precious quarter stone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the build and fitly framed together 
groweth into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye are also built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Listen tonight, you can confide in Christ during times of descent. I'm about done here, but I just want to ask a few questions. I know this is simple and I kind of felt like I just hurried through it, but I want to get it out. <clears throat> I look around and I'll be honest, I, I, I get burdened and bothered more times than not. I'll just be honest with you. Uh, there's some of y'all cannot get it lined out. You can't. I'm just going to be blunt, and if you never come back, you just never come back. You can't get her lined up. And here's the problem you can find in something. That's right, preacher. Besides the Lord Jesus Christ. You experience your gain and your happiness, your joy in something other than Christ. Yes, right. Or you're letting your defeat or your valley or we're low place, whatever it is, overthrow you. There's something. There's something going on. Right. And you're missing out on the joy-filled life of serving Jesus Christ. Yeah. I see it, Brother Wesley, all over people every week. One Sunday they'll come and shout us just because their week was good. That's right. Yes. Come on. Yes. But that don't stay. Right. They're not consistent because of who they find. Yeah. You know what God's looking for? Somebody to be faithful. Amen. In all seasons. Yes, sir. In all low places, high places. In tough times and triumphant times. When everybody's for you, when everybody's against you. If you're going to really be a mature Christian, there's going to be very little seen in you. Nobody's really going to know what season you're in. When you really confide in Christ, nobody's going to be able to tell. I'm not talking about being fake. You with me? Yes, sir. You don't have to be fake to really rely on the Lord. Right. And everybody can be going stupid, but you can rely on Him, so therefore you rejoice at church because of whom you are relying on. Everybody can be against you, but if God be for us, who can be against us? So you can still sing and smile and shout and preach and serve and give and go and all the things we're supposed to do if you're really confiding in Christ. Amen. I know we go through things and it affects us. We're human. Sure. We're going to be off days. I know that. But it shouldn't be a permanent pattern. Come on. God help us. And that's what I see in a lot of people. As long as everything's going in their favor, boy, they're going to get in. Oh, yeah. There ain't much to you if that's all you've got. That's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. But they ain't a lot to you. Lord help us. If you feel like you're important, so you'll get in. But if you feel like, ah, oh, nobody loves me no more, but you won't get in, you're not confiding in Christ. Everybody listening? So here's what I want to do. It's all stand. I want to ask you these questions, and I'm done. Where's your hope? In whom is your hope? You're going through something tonight. How are you going through it? Are you going through it trusting the Lord? Or are you trying to rely on something or somebody outside of Him? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I've done all I can do tonight. Father, we love you. Bless this invitation now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I preach. If God spoke to you, won't you come? I've done the best I can do with it tonight.